amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. Thank you very much, Nicole. I don't know if um, Nicole can still hear me, but yeah, I know. Oh, hey, Nicole. Hi. Uh, yeah, that's a that is a that's a huge number, as you know, for a minor league baseball team, Triple mm-hmm. A team, nonetheless. But yeah. Uh, their 500,000th fan was a dad who I think brought his two sons to the game tonight, a five and an eight year old. Aww. And, uh, they were, they were, uh, they were given all sorts of, uh, honors on the field. I can and, imagine. Uh, How look, cool. Uh, I know what a, what baseball fan you are. And I know that the, the, the uh, dimensions that you've done throughout the summer of not only the Red Sox, Sea Dogs, but also the Woo Sox have contributed to this. And mm-hmm. uh, on behalf of the Woo Sox general manager, I just want to say thank you very much. Oh, well, it, much. it's right back at you. Thank you all for, you know, I just, I appreciate what the Woo Sox do for Worcester, and it's always a fun time, and I'm happy to do it. And it makes you happy, which makes me happy. So it works out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> thank you, my friend. Thanks so much, Nicole Davis, ladies and gentlemen. And, and congratulations to the entire um, group of folks out in Worcester. That is has been such a spectacular success for uh, the central part of Massachusetts, for sure. Uh, without any further ado, we have a whole bunch of stories we're going to get to tonight. We're going to talk about climate protesters um, taking to the streets in Boston. Uh, we're going to talk about the city of Boston making some of the temporary bike and bus lanes, speaking of the streets, now very permanent. Uh, and uh, Vladimir Putin, on a more serious note, a, a deadly serious note, on the same day that President Biden speaks to the U.N., Vladimir Putin is kind of throwing around uh, tactical nuclear threats. Um, so we have a variety of topics tonight, but we're going to start off with my favorite governor, I think the best governor in the United States of America, uh, Governor Sununu. I can't give you a, a, a better introduction than that. Chris Sununu, ladies and gentlemen. How are you, Governor? Ah, good evening, buddy. I, well, that is humbling. I really appreciate it. I don't know if it's true, but for the sake of this conversation, let's assume that it is. I appreciate. Well, it, it is true. It is true in my <laughs> mind because I think that um, New Hampshire has had been, has has had so much success. Um, I understand doing a little bit of research today that that New Hampshire is the only state in New England of the six states in New England that has had population growth. Uh, what's that all about? Yeah. Yeah, well, look, when um, we, we're creating opportunity. That's what it is, whether it's in schools or our incredibly strong, I mean, not just the strongest economy in New England or the East Coast. We now officially have the strongest economy in the country. Uh, pretty much every state is in negative GDP uh, except New Hampshire. So um, we're just growing we're in, in leaps and bounds. Not that uh, inflation isn't hitting us. Of course it is. It's hitting everyone nationally. And gas prices, of course, that's happening nationally. But um, the strength of our economy and the uh, personal freedoms ranked number one in personal freedoms uh, during the COVID crisis. I, I remind my friend Ron DeSantis of that all the time. He was a close <laughs> second, but he was still second place. Yeah. Um, but having a combination of personal freedoms, economic success, and letting folks do what they do best, and that's uh, manage themselves and uh, manage their schools and all of that and have that interaction. It's 
it's a recipe of for success and folks are flooding here so we're honored but it you know it's designed that way right you got to keep managing to it which is why i'm running again and all of that sort of thing you got to you got to keep it up you can't take it for granted now i know i know we talked about your decision earlier this year there was some speculation that you were going to uh, take a shot at the U.S. Senate. You've you, this if you're reelected in in November, and, and you're doing very well according to all the polls I look at. Um, this would be your third term, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. This will be my fourth term. Can you fourth believe term. it? Okay. Fourth term. Well, right, because, because I only I have to get elected every two years. Yeah, yeah. That, that 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 is very um, you know very uh, demanding on any uh, politician. Because look, if you're yeah. if you're the governor, there is a a, a much higher um, political, um, uh, I want to say demise, I was going to say death rate, but a political demise rate amongst governors. You know, if you're in Congress, you can pretty much uh, count on being reelected, Democrat or Republican. Um, but being well, because, governor, yeah, you have the... the... Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I, I, I interrupted you. Go, no, I was going to say, well, yeah, well, look, in Congress, somebody, somebody said to me, well, what, why is it so much harder to run every two years? Congressmen have to run every two years. I said, look, congressmen, have majority of them have some sort of gerrymandered district, so they're not really worried about anything. Yeah. Uh, and then, frankly, let's not forget, Congress takes like, what, 25 weeks of vacation? <laughs> they're, only, they're only on the job half the, half the time. The fact of the matter is, and it's not just me, but governors, we're, we're, the phone is never off, right? You're, it's a 24-7 job. There's a flood. There's a crisis. There's a shooting. There's a whatever. You're the first one that has to pick up the phone. You're the one that has to stand tall and, and get a control of the situation. And so governors have this never-ending uh, role of accountability, which is a good thing, by the way, right? I mean, that's what government's supposed to be, accountable. And so um, being on the clock 24-7, having to run every two years, yeah, it gets only one governor has ever, ever uh, run and won four terms in New Hampshire, because not because they don't get elected, but after two or three terms, it's taxing. It's taxing on you and the family, but we still have a lot of work to do. We're doing great. Um, I love what I do, as you know. I'm excited about it. I get excited about the opportunities down the road, and uh, we're going to try to earn the votes in, in the next 60 days and see what we can do. Okay, so as Aaron Judge chases Roger Maris's record, whose record are you looking to uh, equal? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess that would be Governor Lynch, um, uh, who was governor in the early 2000s. John Lynch, he, sure. no, he's the he one governor a, that had He was a yeah. very um, middle-of-the-road Democrat. Very popular. Uh, and, yeah, and a, he was. And a fiscal he was. conservative, exactly what you would expect uh, in in New Hampshire. Yeah. Look, I, I want to get a little bit um, deeper on some of the uh, issues and, and some of the, the, yeah. the situations in New Hampshire. But I have to just uh, end the first segment here. Um, someone told me that that you have just um, done a, a, a recording. Uh, basically, oh, the United States Postal Service was very clever. Uh, and in taking the Johnny Cash song, I've been everywhere, man. And I think everyone knows the song we're talking about. And I understand that, that there's a, there's a, there's a song here. Uh, I'm told that, that you're the singer. So if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to just play a little bit of this. Um, pretty clever oh governor. Um, they, they lifted Johnny Cash's song and, um, and you saw, when you saw a good thing, you went for it. So, uh, I just want to play cut number 37. This is, these are the dulcet tones of, I think the governor of New Hampshire, um, singing about the communities that he has visited. It's, it's fun to listen to. Cut 37, please, Andrew. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the rivers, there. 
Chester, Chichester, George, Chester, Chesterfield, Manchester, Rochester, Winchester, Newfield, Chatham, Stratham, Grantham, Pinkham, Notch, Salem, Pelham, Wyndham, Sculpture, Rocks, Moulton Borough, Chepton Borough, Peterborough, Kismanach, Crawford Notch, Bear Notch, Carter Notch, have a scotch. Uh, that oh, is great. Boy. Oh, boy. That was you. You did yeah, a good look, job that, there, actually. Well, yeah, so that my buddy Brooks sings the opening, and then I obviously sing. Look, I came home one day. I was I don't want to say I was bored. I was trying to take my mind off things. And some kid had said to me, Governor, you, you seem to be everywhere. And so I sat down, and I loved Johnny Cash, and I thought I'd, I would try. It took me about three hours, and I wrote that. And then I just kind of put it away. I'm like, well, I, I don't sing. I'm, I'm a horrible singer. And then <laughs> someone saw it, and they said, you should try it. And, that's it. and it blew into this thing. The key is you got to see the video. If anyone's interested, you can go on our social media page or our YouTube channel. Uh, the video is pretty cool. It, it kind of makes it. If you just listen to the song, you're listening to my voice. And, uh, yeah, not, not that impressive. But, no, uh, I understand. Right, and it was believe me, cool if, if we were and, a TV station, like if we were a TV station, we'd be able to do that. But but so what are they do? They, uh, is this on um, – YouTube? How do well, they find my social media? My yeah, yeah. So they, um, I have a YouTube channel. I have my Facebook. Uh, if you go to my Facebook page, it's pinned on the top. If you go to the Twitter page, it's pinned up there. It's kind of gone like wildfire. It's got a few hundred thousand views at this point, or something like that. So, <laughs> two hundred thousand. Uh, yeah, it was just Whoa. really fun. Yeah, when you look at all the different channels, yeah, it's, it's getting it's getting pretty crazy. So um, it's it, look, it was just a fun thing. I did it kind of as a lark because I really have been everywhere. I've been in every state in this. Every city and town in the state, very proud of that. I've been most of them actually twice almost at this point. And uh, it's just a way to highlight all this, all the cool things that we, all the cool things I get to do and places I get to go. So that's well, pretty, that's pretty exciting. I also think it, it, it puts a human face on so many politicians who don't seem to have the sense of humor that Chris Sununu has. And also, uh, it's, it's, you, you know, self-deprecation um, is, uh, I think, is a great asset. Um, and, and Well, look, I, I say all the time. I say all the time, we've got an incredibly serious job, but as politicians, let's not start taking ourselves too seriously here. This is not about us. It's not at all, right? And I, see too, I think we see too many people do that. They make it about themselves. They, they get kind of caught up in the importance of the job and, and the, the, the media and all that nonsense, but it's nonsense. And you've got to be doing it for the right reasons or don't do it at all. Well, I'm gonna. When we get back, I want to talk a little bit more about New Hampshire. Obviously, winter approaches. I, I watched a piece tonight on on CBS. I believe it was on CBS Evening News, talking about the the increase uh, in uh, in gas and electric uh, costs this winter. New Hampshire is a cold state. Uh, it's it's just like Massachusetts. And I want to find out what you folks are doing up there to try. Yeah. To, rain in some of this energy plan electricity cost all sorts of questions if you'd like to ask um the governor a question make a comment i'll open up the phone lines uh, jump on board early 617-254-1030-888-929-1030-617-931-1030 is the number my name is dan ray this is nightside talking with new hampshire governor chris sununu uh, he's up for re-election. At some point, we will have his Democratic opponent on if he'd like to come on. But um, Chris Sununu has, I think, a pretty impressive record. Uh, and uh, I do not envy the Democrat that has to run against him in New Hampshire at this time. Can he sing like that, Dan? Is he going to be able to sing like that? I don't know. Uh, well, I'll have to ask him. I mean, if, if he's smart, he'll, he'll come up with some sort of a parody. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to all of that. And uh, as I say, this is this is a, this is a guy's guy. When I, and I say that in the sense that um, 
he he is who you see. He he basically is. This is who you see. Chris Sununu is the same guy that uh, is the governor of New Hampshire. That yeah. would be in your bowling league if you're in a bowling league. Would be a, would be playing golf with your golf club or sitting next to you. To uh, excuse me, Dan. Excuse me. Only Candlepin. Uh, none of that big ball garbage. No, no, no. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right. No, there's no there question go. about that. We, that's an issue <laughs> that there would be no disagreement on. Chris Sinun is here. Give us a call. Coming back on Nightside. It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's news radio. With us is New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu. Um, I think, again, a tremendous governor. Let, let's talk about New Hampshire. And, again, I, I mentioned that it's it's tough to run against um, Chris Sununu. That's what the polls are suggesting. Um, but the problems that you have in New Hampshire right now, as I understand it, are somewhat the consequences of the success of the state. You have a housing crisis. You have low unemployment. Um, but... But that has contributed to a housing shortage. What's what's going on up there in New Hampshire? You have people coming into the state, but can they be accommodated? Yeah, you know, it's look, we're growing like like wildfire, and we are in, in, in a variety of ways. So here's a really cool stat. Since 2019, just before the pandemic, to today, we have about 4,000 new businesses in little old New Hampshire, right? Wow. And that's a lot for us. 4,000 new businesses. So... Yeah, so that's people are, are kind of being entrepreneurial. That's businesses that are coming here to, to lend themselves. And that doesn't include all the thousands of jobs that we're expanding. So we have manufacturers here, SIG and BAE and, you know, Fidelity is up here. These guys are growing like crazy. We're pulling a lot of jobs out of Massachusetts at the same time. So um, we, just, we, we have growth. And, and, again, we have a growing population, but it's not meeting the demand, right? It's just not meeting the demand that we have. A lot of high-paying jobs. And I remind everyone um, – you know, no sales tax or income tax, right? A lower cost of living in Massachusetts. So everyone gets a raise when they come to New Hampshire because they don't have to pay income tax. Everyone has a lower cost of living, but they don't have to pay sales tax and things are just cheaper and a better quality of life. So the word is out and and that's great. But yeah, housing is our, probably our biggest uh, issue right now and workforce, workforce is a crisis everywhere, of course, but we're trying to create that affordable housing. I created a hundred million dollar invest NH. It's just a multifamily housing fund for communities all across the state. And basically what we're doing, we've managed our, our finances very well. We have a huge surplus. And so we're basically giving grants to developers to make up for the inflationary costs, the supply chain costs, so that these projects that are kind of conceptual can really get shovels in the ground in the next uh, six months. How much of a surplus do you run, uh, do you have at this point in New Hampshire compared to what the size of the state budget is? I just am Oh, for, for the biennium, we'll end up with, yeah, we'll end. I think the biggest surplus we ever had was $70 million dollars. Uh, this this coming spring we'll have somewhere in the area of four hundred million over four hundred million dollars. And that's uh, that's a, yeah. part of a, a what is your budget? What's the state budget? Uh, about six and a half billion a year. So a biennium of about thirteen billion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, a lot of states have surplus now, but that's because you know there's so much money in the economy. Mm-hmm. They have they have income taxes and sales taxes. So we have a surplus without the income and sales tax, which is pretty cool. Right, and, um, and and that money now can be, can be, as I understand it, tapped and utilized. Uh, you're concerned, from what I understand, about what the prospective electricity costs are going to be up there in New Hampshire, as, as they're going to be for everybody. I, re- I saw some of the stats tonight that talk about people who, who heat their homes with electricity. I don't know what percentage of homes are, are heated with um, home heating oil uh, or gas or electricity, but all of those costs are going to go up uh, and, and dramatically. And- oh, they're skyrocketing. So, 
What are you going to do so about it? I, you know, all the New England governors got on the phone with Secretary Granholm about a week ago. Um, New England as a whole is on the same grid. In every state is seeing skyrocketing electricity prices. Massachusetts has some rates coming in that will surpass even New Hampshire's uh, coming up. And, and it's just do we have a very unstable system because so many, if I may, a lot of these other states that kind of buy into this Green New Deal stuff, which, again, we all want to transition to renewable energy and all that kind of stuff, but it has to be a transition. If you go too hard, too fast, you destabilize your entire electrical grid. And it's exactly what's happening. And we could risk brownouts this coming winter. Um, so what we're doing here in Andrew, we're taking part of the surplus. We're investing 50 to $100 million into um, basically offsetting people's costs. It's not my money. It's your money. It's just taxpayers' money. It's not our money. So let's send it back when people need it the most to specifically off- offset high electricity and heating oil costs that uh, are, they're already feeling a little bit now on the electricity side. But it's just going to get worse, especially with heating oil this winter. So, um, you know, we're encouraging all the New England states to join in and use their surpluses to provide some relief for folks. But our our entire electricity grid is really dependent on natural gas because it's the most stable, reliable thing out there. And we just have less of it to tap into because of Ukraine, because they're not encouraging any additional production and drilling out in the Midwest and the Marcella Shale. It is really creating a crisis. This Green New Deal stuff that this Washington administration bought in on costs twice as much to fill gas in your car. It costs twice as much to turn your turn your lights on every day. And, and New England feels it the worst because we're at the end of the line, right, for natural gas. We're the last one to get. It's got to come all the way to the end of the United States before places like um, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Maine kind of get their share to uh, make sure the, the generators, the, the, the power companies, have what they need so we can turn our lights on. My guest is New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu. We're coming up with the 830 News Break. We will take that. When we get back, I will continue to talk about Again, the energy problems that we are facing with Governor uh, Sununu and, and what they're doing in New Hampshire to try to mitigate those. also want to talk a little bit of politics, both national uh, and New Hampshire politics. Um, he made a decision earlier this year not to run for U.S. Senate, which many people felt um, would be a, a win for the Republican Party. And um, Governor Sununu put party behind uh, the in- his own interest in the state of New Hampshire and chose to run for re-election as governor. We will take a break. Um, again, if you'd like to join the conversation, we'll also get to phone calls uh, quickly, 617-254-1030, 888 or 617-931-1030. That is always the super secret line. Easy to get through on that line. You can talk directly with Governor Sununu. One of the things about Nightside, which I pride myself on, is we get many of the politicians, both Democrats and Republicans, uh, fewer Republicans in Massachusetts, but we get Democrats and Republicans who are willing to talk to their uh, their constituents. And whether you're in New Hampshire or, or anywhere and you'd like to talk with the governor of New Hampshire and ask a question, make a comment, feel free. We ask you to always be polite uh, That's uh, and respectful, whomever my guest is. We'll be back on Nightside with phone calls and more conversation with New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu right after this quick news break and a couple of messages. It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. My guest is uh, New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu. Uh, Governor Sununu, I want to get a couple of calls in here because I don't want people to wait, but there's, yeah. there's several other areas that I want to ask you about. So let's let's work some callers in as we go along. Let me go first to John. And by the way, I specifically invite our New Hampshire listeners to call and talk to your governor. John in Boston. John, you are first this hour with Governor Chris Sununu of New Hampshire. Go ahead, John. Yes, hi. Good evening. Uh, Mr. Governor, Mr. Sununu, first of all, I would say I would never be interested in buying property in New Hampshire. And I'll tell you why. Because, first of all, 
you say there's no sales tax and there's no income tax. Well, I have a friend that's in Alt, New Hampshire, and he pays some of the highest property taxes around. So you maybe give a, a break on the sales tax and income tax, but you get your on the property tax. What does now, your like friend me, pay? My friend, uh, John, John, Dan, yeah. I just got a question. What does your friend pay in New Hampshire for property tax, if I could ask? I don't know the exact amount, but you he's have no idea? A good, How do you know I it's don't, I don't know. He's yeah, telling right. me, you know, like, Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. A, a good amount of taxes. Okay, let, let me get the governor in here. He, he knows more about this than either you or me. Governor, go ahead. This is John yeah. from Boston. Oh, yeah. No, our property taxes are pretty high. There's no doubt. It's really the only tax you pay. But the, the, the one benefit, if you will, the silver lining of that is at town meeting, you then decide almost how all of your tax money is spent, right? You decide how your taxes are spent in the school, how your taxes are spent on the roads. And if you go to town meeting, you have way more say with the government process of how your taxes are spent uh, through that town meeting process. And just a few individuals can really move things. And you're not waiting to see what Concord does with your money or Washington does with your money. Now, overall, the total amount that we pay in our tax base is far less than pretty much any state in the country, far less. But it, and, and, and he's right. It's almost all in property taxes. But you have the say there. Our power of our town meetings are so awesome. You decide what happens in your schools, what happens, what gets funded. The towns are voting on everything from their school contracts to their road, everything. So that's where the power really is. Don't you want the little bit of taxes that we do have? Don't you want to say on it? Well, the way you do that well, is you for, keep it local. You keep it out of. So I, want, I want to tell you another reason why I wouldn't go there, because. Like me, my friend is into old cars for a hobby. He's constantly being harassed by the town for the code enforcement. Now, let me give you an example. He bought an old camping trailer for storage. Okay, so next thing you know, the code enforcement comes along and says, you have to register that. So he registered the camping trailer, and next thing you know, the code enforcement comes back and says, it's unsafe for the road and writes him a $300 ticket. Then he has to go to court and fight that. He never intended to use the trailer on the road. He just wants it for storage. And he's constantly you know what, John, old John, He John, wants to as, bring as an old car to his John, property. John, as important as that might be to you and your friend, I really don't right, think. I wouldn't go there. The, I like old well, cars. You know, like that's great. Stay in Texas, Massachusetts, John. You do what you want in your property. S stay in Massachusetts, okay? No, I, I would I would go somewhere where I could do what I want in my property. You right. can't do that in New Hampshire. Yeah, Someone well, will live for your die, Governor. Hold on, John. Hold on, we, Governor. Would you, like to, ranked number, would you like to comment on look, Angry John here? Go ahead, Governor. Right. Look, so much for live free and die, Governor. I wouldn't buy property there. Yeah. Do me a favor, John, okay? Why don't you take a moment and listen okay. to what the Governor has to say. Um, he okay. Could, Let me listen, Mr. Governor, why I should buy property in New Hampshire. If you're going to classify this entire our entire state, which is ranked number one 
number one in the country for personal freedom and unintrusive government. Not number two, not number, not average, number one. 49 other states want to be just like New Hampshire when it comes to personal freedom. If you're going to well, classify... Well, not free. The page contract might harass you. Yeah, 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 John Dow, please. He's being yeah. rude. Okay, all right, all right, Go ahead, enough, Governor. Enough yeah, look, Go. you're going to classify my whole state because of one code enforcement officer with your friend. Look, I'm sorry that happened. I don't know the details. But give me a break. Do you want me to go over the tens of thousands of examples I have of Massachusetts rules, laws, overbearing taxes coming down on people and taking their voice away, taking their personal freedoms away? Whether it's on the Second Amendment, whether it's on personal freedoms, whether it's on the parental rights within their schools, I will put my record up against anybody in tax and overbearing Massachusetts. And if you need more time to think about it, you sit in two-hour traffic coming around Boston, and you have plenty of time to think about it sitting in your car because your personal freedoms are being robbed. You don't get to spend time at home with your family or on vacation because you're so busy dealing in tax usage, which is, frankly, the wave of socialism. Charlie, God bless Charlie Baker. He has held back the, this tidal wave of socialism that is about to crash over the Bay State, my friend. And you guys better prepare yourself because you guys are going to become like New York Plus. That's yeah. about it. And that's not good for New England. In fact, it's bad. We need a strong Massachusetts. But if you're going to compare personal freedoms of Massachusetts to New Hampshire, good freaking luck. Yeah, by, by the way, Governor, I, I know John from previous calls. Uh, and um, he had about, I guess, 20 what he called valuable antique cars parked in a different state, in the state of Maine. And the state of Maine commandeered those cars. And it was a sad story because he re really loved his cars. So I can understand why he is so moved about what happened to his friend who bought uh, bought an RV. Let's get to a uh, a different caller and maybe a different topic. Let's go to Bill and Danvers. Bill, welcome. You're next with the governor of New Hampshire. And hopefully you don't have any friends who have trailers in New Hampshire that have been commandeered. Go ahead, Bill. Oh, no. No, no. Everyone I know, they're, uh, they're very happy. I just wanted to say thanks. Uh, the, I came in when I heard the governor talking about the energy and stuff. And I got to tell you, I have a very small, it's probably a little over 200 square feet. I'm in the Rockingham Mall. I talked to you way back when, uh, uh, right around the COVID time, which he handles great. And uh, I tell you, my electric bill is up about 40, 50%. And uh, the way it's going, I, I, I think that uh, I'm looking at about 400 bucks probably uh, by February or March. I mean, there's only so much you can do. You know, I wish they'd get the natural gas lines up here. I know there was originally a plan, and I don't know if the environmental uh, greenies killed it off, you know. Uh, but we could really definitely use it up there from the Marcellus Shell. I think, you know what I mean? It's a shame, you know. I think the oh, governor yeah. agrees with no, you. Right right the head. Bill, Look, you've hit it right on the head. You know, we all want to have more solar power and more renewables. That's right. great, and we will transition. But the fact that every, nobody has increased a single natural gas line, which our base load generation depends on. Seven power plants have closed in the past 10 years across New England. Uh, New England, now New Hampshire and, and Connecticut are the last two that have nuclear power plants. Um, you know, anything that is reliable, those reliable, what we call base load generation, they're all being shut down because, and, and try to get someone in the Marcella Shell to say, hey, we're going to increase production. Well, no, because the Biden administration has said, do not increase production. They've disincentivize any capital investment into increasing production. So all of our natural gas in New England comes through one place, Albany, New York, and they ain't turning up the valve, right? So we are really beholden in terms of how much natural gas we get by New York, by New York. And, and the environmentalists across, uh, across New England are saying, no, 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 
no more of your reliable energy source, but you need that as you transition into the renewables. And it's, it's, it's really been, uh, they've really kind of overdone it. And now with, when the things spike with, the, with what's happening in the Ukraine, less access to natural gas, that's really where we need uh, the assurity, if you will, to make sure that we're not going to have brownouts this winter. And that's exactly why the prices are spiking, because these power companies are saying, well, we're going to have to bid way, way up to make sure that we have the we have to pay an exorbitant amount of money to be sure we're going to get the natural gas. Because as as we get a cold spike this winter, people come home, they turn up their heat. Residents get first draw at the natural gas, and so on. If you get a cold spike, residents will turn their heat up. They'll get the natural gas first. Power plants are last in that mix, and so they become less and less reliable. So that's really the the unreliability of our New England system that is that we're all now paying for. It's it's brutal. I remember talking and, uh, to I remember talking to Marcy Reed a couple sorry, of years years ago about that very point, uh, and they were trying to get more pipelines into New England, and um, and the, the green energy folks uh, were intent on making sure that didn't happen. And uh, I, I think we're forget all, you know, go ahead, Governor. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say really quick. I <clears throat> I tried to get twelve hundred megawatts of clean, renewable, reliable hydropower out of Canada, and the Democrats and the the green energy folks said, no, that's not good enough, right? Because big hydro isn't considered renewable by the federal government. It's crazy, right? So wow. they got that. Hey, down. But that would have been, it's perfect because the river doesn't stop. It flows 24-7, right? So hydro is a great renewable resource that we have to keep tapping into more. I tried to do it to get out, out of Canada, cheapest hydro power on the East Coast, uh, out of Hydro-Quebec, and it got shot down. So we're going to keep trying, there's no doubt. But this winter, nothing's going to get built between now and this winter. And folks kind of unfortunately have to buckle in. Um, you know, bad policy ultimately pays the price. By the, by the way, Governor, I just want to make you aware. I remember talking about Hydro-Quebec um, with one of your former Democratic predecessors, Governor Hugh Gallant of New Hampshire. He was a huge proponent. That's when the Democratic Party was a little bit more... Uh, center-based than, than they are today or, or not run by, you know, the, the progressives who want to basically, in many respects, I think, take us back. Uh, yeah, Hugh Gallon, look, Hugh Gallon was an interesting guy. Remember what Hugh Gallon did for a living, Dan, before he was governor? No, I do not. He was a used, he was a used car salesman, <laughs> which is so <laughs> difficult for a politician. I mean, he really was. He was a used car salesman from Littleton and was governor for, but man, you're dating yourself. I was, when you were talking to Governor Hugh Gallon, I was literally six years old. So no, be I careful. understand that. You um, can't be I, that old. He, <laughs> I, I remember sitting with him on a plane. We were going. There was some sort of New England Governors Conference or a Governors Conference, and uh, that would have been in the late seventies, early eighties. I was a, um, a teenage television reporter at the time uh, for Channel Four. Okay, <laughs> a little older than a teenager. Thanks. Thank you, Bill. Got to run. Well, you've moved out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thanks, you, Governor. Bye bye. You're welcome. We'll take a very quick break. Coming back with Governor Chris Sununu. Uh, got plenty of phone calls. We will get to all of you. Who, if you're on the line now, if you want to try, we'll give a New Hampshire call as priority. But New Hampshire callers seem to be very happy uh, with uh, with Governor <laughs> Governor Sununu. I do want to talk a little bit of politics with him. We'll, we'll get to, back to all of that uh, and more. 617-254-1030 or try this one. 617-931-1030. We'll keep though that open for New Hampshire. Uh, call us back on Nightside. You're on Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. Yes, New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu. Governor Sununu, quickly, if I can, national politics. How are the Republicans, do you think your party's going to do this November? Well, look, 
as much as the Democrats try to distract from an issue, uh, abortion or social issues, the end of the day, people vote because uh, on, on kitchen table issues. And that is inflation. That is gas prices. That is the unknown economy. That is, um, I mean, that those are the things that are going to really drive folks to the polls. So uh, I think Republicans can do very well. I think we can win the Senate seats here in New Hampshire. I think we can win the first CD. Um, I think we can win a lot of races. And But uh, again, you got to close the deal. You can't take it for granted. And I tell Republicans all the time, stop wasting your breath explaining to people why Joe Biden has done a bad job. We all got that memo, right? Everyone knows that. You've got to be for something. You've got to kind of bring a, a positive strategy to the table. And I think a lot of candidates around the country are doing that. Um, there's a lot of time between now and November. But overall, I think we do very, very well. Um, are you going to be campaigning with um, some of the uh, some or all of the, the, the federal candidates up in New Hampshire? Uh, yeah, here, there, and everywhere. I mean, that's, you know, with about, what do we have, 50 days to go in the campaign? So, so yeah, there's a lot of events where we'll be at the I think it's below 50, yeah. actually, yeah. Yeah, 49 and ticking, I guess, right? Uh, 48. So, um, yeah, so a little less than 50 days. We'll, uh, New Hampshire's a pretty small state in that we all kind of, we'll end up at a lot of di- different events together and campaign together. So, um, you know, we're, we had a unity breakfast as much as you can get kind of chippy and broken apart a little mm-hmm. bit and people yeah. fighting it out on the party side. Yeah. Uh, we all really came together as a party. We're, we're not like some of these other states where things stay divided. We come together as a party. We support each other as candidates because at the end of the day, that's what the, our, our citizens deserve, like a unified, co- cohesive message. Uh, pick a number, if you would. and You don't have to, but I'd love to have you pick a number. What would you consider to be success for the Republicans in terms of picking up House seats this year nationally? Um, House seats? You know, yes. house seats are funky because of all, yeah, because of all of the gerrymandering that goes on on both sides of the aisle. I yeah. hate it. You know, I'm the only governor that didn't sign his redistricting. But I would say uh, I'm going to guess they're going to pick up 40. If they can get 40, 45 seats, that would be that would be pretty good. And I think that's I mean, I think they get between 30 and 45, 40 to 45 would be on the higher end. Yeah. I think we could win 50 or 53 Senate seats, uh, but I'll take 51. Like, I don't want to be greedy. I'll be happy with 51. Let's go. Let's go to the calls. Back to the phones. Dennis and Weymouth. Dennis, next on Nightside, we're in our final segment. Uh, What's your comment or question for Governor Sununu? Go ahead, Dennis. Well, it's not often you get to talk to a governor on the the telephone. (laughs) I appreciate your show, Dan. But, but Sean, what are the the chances of you just sneaking over the border and running for governor here? <laughs> or, or when are you going to take a run? Take a run for the presidency. We love you down here. You're more popular than you think you are. You know. Well, and, uh, I, look, I appreciate all that, and yeah, no, I look. I try to lead by example, and uh, I, like I said, you know, I think Charlie's done a really good job. I think he's, you know, some people say he's not as conservative, but he's he's as Republican as he probably can be for the conservative issues that matter for the state. He's, I mean, Massachusetts is still very economically successful, and and I, I tell you, he has really held back crazy, uh, left wing crazy, and and unfortunately, um, you know, if if you can't close the deal with with deal on the governor's seat, I think you're I think you're really going to see some massive socialism come in. You're already seeing it in downtown Boston, right? I mean, it's just crazy what's what that mayor is doing to that city, and and that's going to carry over, and that's not good. I mean, I tease Massachusetts all the time, of course, but I tell you, man, we need Boston and Massachusetts to be successful. We need rising tide to vote all boats. So I'm I'm scared. But what could happen in Massachusetts uh, in the coming years? I'm frightened myself. And yeah, uh, uh, we're uh, going to be yeah. talking about that later. All of the temporary bike and bus lanes that were in place because the Orange Line was shut down for a month are now permanent. <laughs> it's yeah, I, I was on them today. I'm on them every day. Yeah. All right, Dennis. Uh, I appreciate. I appreciate I you. 
you, you thank you. Hey, Dan, Dan, let me ask you something. What is going to happen with the with the Callahan and Sumner Tunnel? I mean, those things are closing kind of long term pretty soon, right? So they can do the, all their innovations. I, that's going to that's going to bring that whole city to a, a gridlock. I think when it, when it's per, when those tunnels are permanent closed. I think when they get them open, it'll it'll be good. But I can imagine that's going to cause some real problems in downtown yeah, well, Boston they, for, for been... six months there. They haven't worked. We'll all go to Simcoe's on the bridge. Simcoe's on the bridge is open until two thirty in the morning in Mattapan. Yeah. Get a hot dog. <laughs> Thanks, Dennis. Talk to you soon. I love it. I love it. Thank, Thank you. Dennis. Thank you. Oh, Thank good to see you. Let me go next to uh, Jerry. Is in Beverly. Jerry, you are next on Nightside Side with Governor Chris Sununu of New Hampshire. Uh, Jerry, you, Danny, you, you there, Jerry? Yes. Let's go. We're running hey, out of time. You're on with the Governor. Go ahead. Okay, Jerry, we're going to put him on hold, Andrew, and right. see if you can wake Jerry up. Please put him on hold. We'll go to Bruce in Swampscott. Bruce, you're next on Nightside. Hopefully you're ready. Go right ahead. You're on with Governor Chris Sununu. I'm ready to go. Hi, Governor. I was hey, just buddy. wondering, uh, I'm a landowner in uh, Alton Bay. And, um, okay, great. Recently, the, yeah. Recently, the uh, we used to be able to, we had docking in our uh, uh, condo er, and um, cottages down there. And lately, the state's yep. been charging us a, uh, a fee on to lease state land for our docks. And I was wondering if you know anything okay. about that. Um, well, yeah, if you're leasing state land, you'd, you'd have to pay a, a fee if you're leasing state land. I, I mean, I don't know your particular case. I'd be happy to look into it. But uh, if you're leasing state yeah, land, that's, you, all, that's all I'm asking for. I'm not calling to bash you or anything like that. I think you do yeah, a good job. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, it's just not everyone is charged the same uh, rate. Um, you know, they go hmm. by how much frontage you have and uh, how big you want your docks. But it, well, well, that's it, not it normal, Jerry. Jerry that, you know, that wouldn't be a normal. Tell you what, Jerry, instead of trying to negotiate that right now, if, if Governor, if it's okay with you, I can have. Uh, yeah, get his number. Producer, take Jerry's number and you can have someone re- reach out, okay? Bruce, excuse me. Yeah, Bruce. definitely. Yeah, I would love yeah, we would definitely like to talk to somebody who could make it a, a fair a leasing situation. Okay. Leave, um, leave right. your okay, yeah, I can, I'll be happy to help. Number. Okay, Bruce, I'm right. sorry for getting you mixed up there, but you yeah, leave thank your you. number. And, Governor, when you hang up, when, uh, before when we end, don't hang up, and uh, Andrew will give you Bruce's number. Uh, let me you see bet. if Jerry is still with us here. I'd love to give him 30 seconds. Jerry, you, we missed you the first time. Are you ready now? Hi, Dan. Sorry about that. Hello. Yeah, Jerry, you got about 30 hey, Jerry, seconds. Jerry, how are Governor Chris Sununu. Go ahead. Good, thanks. Uh, yeah, real quick, I was just wondering, uh, those of us traveling up from Mass through New Hampshire always get whacked to the, behind the uh, Hampton Tolls. Any uh, any uh, discussion about maybe opening up more easy pass lanes on the Hampton Tolls? Thank you. Uh, uh, sure. Uh, so I don't understand. Is he just asking to open up more? More easy, easy pass lanes. Pass lanes. Yeah, I would love to. We're going to have, yeah. yeah, we're going to have all electronic tolling pretty soon. You know, I got to be honest. I I don't mind toll takers. Um, you know, I think we have well, we have our two fast lanes. So on the Hampton tolls, you should be zipping straight yeah, through there. Yeah, I'm not that, sure I don't understand why the question. We, we. Yeah, we do. We do have. I think at any given time, at least four electronic lanes both ways. But we always keep one or two with toll booth with, with cash uh, collectors. For two reasons, some people still only have cash, especially in New Hampshire, right? They don't like having the easy pass and all that. Um, and some people, and I got to be honest, I like the first person you, to see when you come to New Hampshire is one of our amazing combo takers and say, "Hey, welcome to New Hampshire," with a smile. I love that. 
but uh, but no, we always have we have our fast lanes open, so I'm not a hundred percent sure what the issue is, but. Yeah. All right, Jerry, uh, he'll, he'll you, take a look at it. Thank you very much for your call. Yeah, you bet. Uh, Governor, as always, great great to talk to you. I hope that the, uh, the the gas prices don't have an adverse effect on the ski industry this winter. I know that's such an important part of New Hampshire. and um, Well, they will. No, the electricity prices are going to affect absolutely everyone. This yeah. is just kind of years and years of bad policy across New England. And, again, you just have to have everything in moderation as opposed to what you're seeing, like all or nothing, all or nothing. It doesn't work in our, in our Electrical grid is a little unreliable. So, unfortunately, it's across New England, it's going to affect everyone a little bit. Um, in New Hampshire, you can, you know, I always say the best way to, to manage inflation at the state level is not take your money in the first place. So, you know, we don't have the sales and income tax or interest and dividends tax or millionaire's tax or death tax or any of that nonsense. So it's your money. It's not ours. And so, I think that, uh, I think the best that way to state, offset that is to keep that, it. That the more socialist we become in Massachusetts, the more people will be moving to New Hampshire. Governor, I'm going to need more on. housing. More housing. <laughs> Andrew's, Andrew's going to give you Pris, uh, Bruce's number, the fellow with the doc question uh, up in New Hampshire. Thanks so much. Best of luck uh, in November. All right. Thank you, brother. And we'll talk soon. Okay, say hi to your mom and dad. Talk to you soon. You bet. Thanks, Danny. Go, stay right there. Um, and, Rob, give, uh, him the, give him the number of Bruce and Swampscott. We'll be back right after the 9 o'clock news on Nightside. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 